right, people. So thanks for tuning in. You are listening to another episode of A Daydreamer's Podcast. I am the daydreamer, Erin Ashley Davenport. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening and hanging out with me. Thank you to all my new listeners and all my new subscribers. I see you out there. My last podcast with Miss Tyra and Jelena, within the first week, I probably got like 80-something streams on SoundCloud. That's the only one I can actually look at and see how many streams I have. Um, And I can actually see all the people that follow um, Fill the Cup podcast. I see you, and I'm super excited about you following me because I follow you and I listen to you Fill the Cup podcast. So my podcast is growing. I'm super excited. It's such a tremendous podcast. accomplishment I um this is just like my baby right here so I'm super excited and like before my first podcast episode was probably like 20 streams in the first week um it's probably just now reaching 100 something so basically what that means is I got people other than my friends and family listening to my podcast I majorly I'm so happy and thankful for that um, I appreciate all everybody um, telling people about it and sharing it and um, liking it and commenting. I appreciate that. All of my guests, um, a.k.a. my friends and close associates, thank y'all for being on my show. I would not have it without you guys. So um, this episode today, I just kind of want to share with y'all a little bit more of who I am and some things that I wanted to do for myself Um And it's a solo episode if you haven't figured it out. Hey, it's just me. You stuck with me today. But um, just kind of insight, just some insight as to who I am. And then um, ultimately just why I wanted to do my podcast and the purpose of it and what I hope to get out of it. I'm not just up here just talking. I mean, I can do that, but I actually kind of want to talk with the purpose. I call myself a daydreamer for obvious reasons. That is literally what I do all day every day since April 18th, 1985, okay? That's that's it. I used to get in trouble for daydreaming because I was always looking out of a window, always rolling my eyes in my head or whatever. That's just it. Um, I was probably because um, I was an only child for eight years of my life. Um, after my baby brother was born, I still consider myself an only child because we just had so many years apart from each other and we just had different interests and things like that. Um, also, that's probably because I'm probably a daydreamer because um, I didn't grow up with my family. My mom moved to Shreveport, Louisiana when I was four years old. Uh, my family's from Arkansas. My close, close cousins lived in Arkansas and Georgia. Um, so I only saw them during like summer vacations and holidays and things like that. I didn't have a relationship with my dad's family um, until I was an adult. Um, but even if I did have a relationship with them, they lived all over the country and over the world. So so once again, I was still lonely me in Shreveport. All my friends lived on, lived on opposite sides of the city. So I only saw them at church or school. And then like I wasn't even allowed to have pets, mom. But my brother was allowed to have a big freaking hairy dog. All I was allowed to have was a stinking goldfish. And them goldfish stink. But, um, but yeah, I'm not bitter about the dog. Not at all. Not bitter. But anyway... So I had to create my own fun and uh, entertain myself. I had TV, books. Um, my imagination was very vivid. Me and my girlfriend is so funny. Me and my little girlfriend, Carrie Clark, and I say little because when we were doing this, we were little girls, like elementary and middle school. We created a whole soap opera. We would call each other after school and stay on the phone for like hours, just like 
pitching scenes, doing scenarios, acting stuff out over the phone. Oh, my God. We were just so grown. And then our, our topics and dialogues were very grown, too. But anyway, but I had my imagination and I had my daydreams. So I had to entertain myself, and that's what I did. Um, my head was and still is somewhere off in the clouds, okay? So that's why I call myself a daydreamer and why my podcast is called um, A Daydreamer's Podcast. I just actually started in radio two years ago. Um, I realized I had an interest in radio around 2011. However, I didn't get my feet wet until 2015. Um, I was a videographer and editor. I worked for a production company. Um, That company closed its doors in Monroe, Louisiana. And um, so I never got a chance to really exercise the whole or just even like get a chance to even talk to anybody about radio and stuff um, because that was kind of, the production company was my way into the media industry around here. Um, but since that company closed around the time that I started thinking about radio, I never got a chance to. Um, so I, once the company closed, I moved to Shreveport, Louisiana for a couple years and then um, came back to Monroe when I got engaged. So when I came back to Monroe, I said that um, I was going to do something that made me happy and that kept me living. What I mean by that, okay, so like I said, the company closed, the production company closed. I had to move back to Shreveport. Um, and I was living with my mom for, it don't matter how long I was living with my mama, but um, I was living with my mom for an extended period of time. But I, um, I was working all these different jobs Kind of like what I'm doing now, but the jobs that I work now, I like. The jobs I was working back then, I was just doing because I had to do something. But I ended up in banking, and banking was cool. I liked the back end. I didn't like the front end. But um, I said I was settled with banking because I I just felt like I was just burned by the media industry. I know, I'm so silly. But I was just so burned by it that they just closed the doors, not even thinking about what was actually happening with the company, but they just closed the doors on me and just whatever. I'm just so done with media. It's it's just not, it's just not stable. So I was like, okay, I'll do banking. Okay. I could totally, I could do anything. I put my mind to it. I can make this work for me. And it was cool initially. I mean, like I had, um, the pay served its purpose. I had benefits. I didn't have benefits with the production company. I had a 401k. Didn't have that with the production company. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll make this work. But as time, I worked there for two years. As time passed, I started to die on the inside. And what I mean is I beat the creative Aaron into a closet once I left Monroe, once I left working in production and videography and editing, I left it and I didn't want to be that person anymore. I said, I need to find something else. So I just beat creative Aaron into a closet. Well, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, Just being, and once again, banking is not bad. It could have been just the jobs I had, but I just felt like I needed to move around. Um, I was stuck in a teller window. Um, I'm used to I was spoiled by my first job out of college, which was the producer at a production company. But, you know, I had more freedom and, and liberty and stuff there at the bank. I didn't. Like, what do you mean I can't take my lunch break when I feel like it? Or um, what do you mean we don't close on the whole month of December? Now, that's just like some little spoiled bratty stuff. But I was spoiled from that place. But, like, seriously, though, like, I'm just stuck in this teller window. Um, I didn't 
there wasn't a way to express myself. I did. I realized I didn't like frontline customer service. I don't mind back end because I do some customer service with my day job now. But once again, it's not front in the face on the phone with people. But there was no way to move around, in my opinion. Um, you could be a teller and then you could be a banker and then you're the branch assistant and then you're um, assistant branch manager. I'm sorry. And then the branch manager. That's the only thing I saw. And um, I tried and I was like, nope, I don't fit the mold. This I don't fit and this doesn't fit me. And then I realized, OK, well, I I do like marketing and things like that. I want to work on the creative side of banking, still with banking, because in my mind, it's stable. Um, no, it did. It didn't work. I couldn't I couldn't cross over. And then like I was in Shreveport, Louisiana, I wasn't looking to relocate. Um, but the main office, the corporate office was like in Alabama and stuff. And I would apply for those jobs. I didn't get them. It probably was for the best at the time. I was pissed off and sad and discouraged. But now looking at things, it probably was it probably wasn't a line for me. But um, I just it just finally came to my I just couldn't deny it anymore. I like media. And that's where I needed to be at. Um, but on the flip side, I was like, I also need to um, make sure that whatever I do, um, even if it, it even if I go to another bank or if I end up teaching or something like that, I still need to find something that was going to keep me alive. I died on the inside at that job. I'm not saying it was just banking. It could have been anything else during that time period in my life. It could have been anything else. But I, but because I was not trying to be myself or do something that I liked, whether it be a job or a hobby, I killed myself on the inside. And I can't really talk to too many people about that because not everybody understands or everybody or most or some people are just kind of like, girl, get over it. This is life. Grow up. Okay, I feel you on the this is life. I feel you on the grow up, but you're not understanding me. I just need to flourish. I just need to bloom. Like you just not hearing me. Like I can't come to my husband and tell him something like that. Cause he'll be like Aaron. Aaron Gladney. Not even Aaron Davenport. Aaron Gladney. You tripping. Put a smile on your face. Do what you got to do and go to work. Like, we can daydream and play later. Right now, we got to handle business. My husband is all about that bottom line. And then, like, I could talk to my mom and my friend Whitney. My mom and Whitney are kind of, like, on the same page about some things. My mom, she'll kind of put some sugar on it. Whitney will put some sarcasm on top of it. But they're kind of like, okay, yeah, understand what you're saying. Do something that you'd like. But at the same time, girl, at the same time, you got bills. And like, and they're right. They're right. Because like, I want to have a baby in a year-ish. Yeah, in about a year. Because if I wait any longer, I'll probably be too old. And my husband's older than me. So we probably need to get cracking on that. But they're like, girl, for real though. I understand you want to do something that you like. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Okay. Now, however, my friend Monique, y'all met her on episode three. That's the screenwriter in a sugar cane field episode now her i will put her in the daydreaming box let me tell you about my girlfriend in case you didn't hear that episode this girl is like yeah so and that's how she talks so i'm gonna go to film school in la and i want to be an actress and i want to um write movies and direct And you're just like, oh, okay. But the girl literally just quit her job 
at a bank. Um, she was working in Baton Rouge, quit a job, and went to L.A. for film school and got her master's. And now she's, like, doing improv and acting and writing a TV pilot. I'm not saying that I'm going to do that, go down that path. But I am going to find my own happy, and that's in her words. She was just like, you just have to find your own happy. And what she meant by that was the fact that she was in school, well, in L.A., but she came back to, like, Cajun town, country, Ardenville, because her husband's there. She's still making it work for herself with acting and things like that. So I was like, okay, I just need to find my own happy and keep me living. And so when I got engaged to my husband, I moved back to Monroe. I said, whatever I did, I understand I have to do what needs to be done to pay bills and take care of my family but um, and build our future. But I have to do something that's going to keep me going on the inside. And so when I got here, I sought out... Um, I just contacted anybody. That, oh, I actually hit up my girlfriend's ex-husband who worked in radio, who I met through the production company. And I was like, what's up? I'm in town. What's up with radio? So I got in radio. I said, that's what I would do to keep me living because I had an interest in that. I just never acted on it. So another reason why I created my podcast is because I love radio. I said earlier that I had an interest in it. Now I do like it. I haven't exactly branched out into the, like the true broadcast yet, but I just like being on the radio. I like putting stuff together. I like being that voice. I still get surprised when people say, oh, I hear you on the radio. And I'm just so surprised because I'm like, you hear me on the radio? Like, duh, Aaron, you're on the radio every Saturday from um, from Saturday to um, crap. What, is, what time I'm on the radio? I'm on the radio Saturday from 10 to 2 o'clock and then Sunday noon to 3 o'clock. And then whenever my boss is on vacation, I absolutely love it because his show is weekdays at night. And it's like it's actually set up to have a legit show. So I get to go on there and I actually get to showcase me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And talk about stuff I want to talk about in the evening time on your way home or at 9 o'clock at night, whatever. But um, so I like radio. That keeps me going. Now, fortunately, um, when I came back to Monroe, I did get a job um, with a company that I like and I'm doing something in my field that I'm very interested in and that I really like. So it's not like how I was in Shreveport at the bank. I wasn't up. I'm, I don't hate my job. The good thing now, I mean, I could use some more money. No lie. But I like my job. So I don't have that to deal with me not liking it and dreading to come to work. I don't have to pray to come to work anymore. Like I still pray. I still talk to the Lord daily, but it's not like, Lord, please help me get through this day. Please do not let these customers snap on me. Please don't let these customers snap on me. Please don't let the, like, it's none of that type of stuff. Like, oh God, it's the first. Jesus, help me get through the first. None of that type of stuff. I wake up, I'm like, thank you for this job and everything else, you know? Um, so I have a job that I like now. And then I also, I'm also doing radio. I'm getting paid for that too. Praise the Lord. Um, so I'm keeping myself alive. But the other thing is with the podcast, yes, I'm doing radio, but my podcast will take me a step further, um, with radio. And also it will allow me to express myself more freely. So, um, because it's only so much I can do on, a regulated radio show like some of the things I may talk about um during my happy hour outings with my girlfriends I could talk about on the air but not in the same nature
Um, I don't have to be worried about, well, somebody call and say that they don't like. Well, nobody's ever called in and been offended or said something they didn't like or talked about something that I didn't, that they didn't like that I said. Nothing like that. But I still think about that because um, the first I say the first thing that comes out of my mouth, not always on purpose either. Like it just comes out. But the podcast gives me a chance to express myself more freely, um, kind of like a journal. I used to write a lot when I was a kid and even, in, you know, in high school and everything. I stopped doing that when I got to college. But um, I recently started journaling again. And it's just feel, it just feels good to just get things off your chest. And, like, you don't even realize. I was writing something, some things I'll probably put in today's show. Um, I didn't even realize whatever it was was bothering me or that it was on my mind and I'm just typing. It wasn't until I got done and I read it and I was like, dang, was all this cooped up in my on my chest or was it on my mind? Like, dang, I didn't even realize I was bothered or I didn't realize I was pissed. Well, maybe this is why I've been walking around pissed or something. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, the pot, I created it to give myself an, um, a better way to express myself with this podcast. Um, so when I decided to actually do a podcast, I was like, Aaron, what's your purpose? What's your objective? Okay, like I need an objective. You need an objective with everything that you do. But um, see, I sat down and I was like, why do you want to do this? Oh, yeah, to my girl, Tyra, actually, um, who was on last the last show, actually hit me up and was asking me about tips on how to start a podcast. I have not forgotten about you, boo, okay? It's just that stuff happens, and I have a to-do list with your name on it, but I also got a to-do list with my home and family, to-do list with work, to-do list with personal stuff. But, girl, I did not forget about you. I got tips to drop on you, okay? But anyway, but, but I was sitting here, and I was like, what is it that you want to do? What do you want to ultimately say? Like, I may have some topics and things like that, but... What's the point? How do you tie it all together? I wanted to share my daydreaming thoughts, um, combine all my fat passions, find another way to express myself. But also I wanted to create a podcast that was a reflection of my life. Like I can't be Amanda Seals. And if y'all haven't heard Amanda Seals podcast, y'all are missing out. It's really good. It's called Small Doses. Um, I can't be Miley Teal. I listen to her all the time. Um She's the owner and creator of uh, Curlbox. If you're into business or just career questions and things like that, that's an awesome podcast to listen to. But it's like, I'm not even, um, what's that girl's name? Her name is Farnoosh. So money with Farnoosh. She's this money finance guru. I don't know how I found her, but like, I don't talk money, you know. Um, So I was like, well, you can't, don't be anybody else. Don't be the read. You know, don't be Fill the Cup podcast. Don't be my black ass podcast. And y'all should all check out all these podcasts that I'm dropping because they are all awesome in their own ways. I'm not Oprah. I read her magazine, but I'm not out here giving big auntie hugs and everything. I uplift people in a different way, maybe. Like when people are upset, I'm just like, girl, let's go get a drink and talk about it. I'm not pulling out the counseling and stuff. I'm not a counselor. Um, But like I said, I, I was like, you can't be those people. You have to be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Put yourself out there. You want to create a radio show. What is it going to be? I said I wanted it to be a reflection of me and of my life. And I wanted to wanted it to be relatable. I just list, listed so many podcasts right there. But I listened to so many radio shows and podcasts and um, 
I don't read blogs, not because I don't, I'm not interested in the content. It's because I just don't have time. I don't have time to sit there and read something. I literally carved out an hour to come to the studio to record my very own podcast. This is my baby. And I'm like having to carve out time. So it's like, I don't even have, I don't have time to read. I'd rather just put in my headphones and just like listen to an audio book or listen to the news or something like that. I don't have time to sit there and read. But anyway, all that to say, there's so many shows, TV shows, magazines you flip through, podcasts you listen to, blogs I want to read that I don't have time to read. Um, But all of them have something that I'm interested in or they um, reflect a small part of me. And that's cool. I don't expect anyone to just put some sort of platform or a book or a radio show that says Aaron Ashley Davenport on it. I don't expect that. Hell, I don't even know who Aaron is. I'll be 33 in two months and I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Um, we're constantly growing and changing. But I wanted something that I could identify with as a whole. And the only person that could do that is me. So with that, I also wanted to make sure it could be relatable to other people. Like if, I, if I'm missing something, I'm sure there's somebody else out there that's like missing the same thing or a version of what I'm missing or something else. And hopefully I'll be able to fill that void or hopefully I'll be able to just take you from away, away from whatever it is or give you a breather or just be relaxing or whatever, you know, like that's kind of what I want to do. So like, have you ever felt like no one understands how you feel? And this goes back to being relatable. Of course, we've all felt like no one understands how I feel at this very moment. With this situation, nobody does. I'm the only person that goes through this. Um, I mean, I'm a bit dramatic. Um, I have just thrust myself across the bed and did the big Disney princess cry on the pillows, just major sobs and stuff. I'm a bit dramatic. I understand that. But still, we've all been there where it's just like, dang, just nobody just understands me or nobody is acknowledging my feelings in this matter. Um... On my last show, I brought up how Gabrielle Union is my newest best friend. Um, and FYI, she has not been moved to big sister. Um, I have enough best friends. Uh, I don't have a big sister. I'm the oldest sibling in, on both sides, my mom and dad's side, my whole string of siblings. So in some cases, I feel like a big sister is better than being a best friend. So Gabby is now a big sister, okay? But anyway, my husband picks at me when he realized I was just so into her. Like, I'm all on her her Instagram and Twitter. I'm all on the Gabby Union fan pages and stuff. Like, I'm just really into her now. The person, the individual, not necessarily the actress. Like, she's cool as an actress, but I'm just into her as a person. Um, and that's because, like, me and her speak an identical language. So when my husband gets on me, I'm like, yeah, I'm Team Gabby all the way. I had to defend her. To my radio boss yesterday, time out, she was a freak. I said she wasn't no freak because he said he read her book. She did not say anything freaky in the book. She just let it be known that she has had sex and a lot of sex and she ain't shame about it. Although she don't always talk about it publicly because she understands how it looks, but she has sex. I'm like, that don't make her no freak. She don't want to talk about tricks and stuff. She just let it be known. I've had sex, okay? And she encourages other girls to have sex. So, yeah, I'm a ride for my big sister. But the reason why I'm so all about her all of a sudden is because I discovered we speak a similar language. And it's not a language I've heard other people talk about. Um, 
And if they did talk about it, it didn't stick. But with her, it stuck. It's it's freaking amazing. I read her book and she shed some light on her relationship with her children. Um, Gabby's a stepmom just like moi. <laughs> just like moi over here. Um, none of my close friends are stepmoms. Um, FYI, just FYI, I call myself a bonus mom. I don't like the term step, and I actually do have, like, a reason as to why I call myself bonus mom. Like, I'm not trying to replace your mother, but I'm, like, that little extra. You already at, like, a 98%. I'm that little extra credit point that's going to get you over that 100 to that 100, um, 100% or that 105, 110. You know what I'm saying? You already doing well with your parents, but I'm just that little extra. I ain't trying to be your mama. I am a parental figure-ish. I'm a parental figure I'm not trying to be your mom. Just a little bonus. Just a little extra. I'm very proud of that title. But I call myself a bonus mom. Like I said, I don't like the term step. I don't like, I don't want it to seem like it's a level of separation. Um, but everyone else is a stepmother. So whenever you hear me say stepmom, I'm talking about other people. I'm not talking about myself. But anyway, she has an entire chapter describing her role as a stepmother. And I was completely surprised. Um... I don't know why I didn't think she would bring that up, even though it's a book about her her life and stuff. I don't know why her children wouldn't come up. But anyway, however, I was reading um, the chapter and um, there's many things. There's many things she said in that chapter that I re- can relate to. However, there's one statement in particular that just shook me. And it's so simple. The statement is, frankly, nobody likes the stepmother. The resounding message out there is, bitch, sit down. Oh, my God, y'all. When I read, well, I first heard it on the audiobook, and then I went and bought the actual hard copy book. So when I heard her say that, I was like, girl, yes. Oh, my God, I thought I was tripping. I just thought I made that feeling up. Because I feel like we're taught to not like the other woman. I feel like that's just kind of what we see. And then also, as human beings, we're going to feel some sort of, you know, we're going to feel insecure or or something. You know what I'm saying? The other day, um, in reference to the whole bitch sit down, us. statement Gabrielle Union made in her book I ran into a woman in the mall and she recognized me I did not recognize her Um, but apparently our sons had played on the same football team some years ago I can't even my son's now like in the seventh or eighth grade one of them Um, he might have it might have been like elementary school you know what it had to be elementary school because she was telling me that I wasn't talking to anybody like now I, I'm all over the basketball court talking to the other basketball moms and football moms, whatever. But um, it had to be when he was probably playing, like, flag football or he first started playing tackle. But she was like, yeah, our sons play together. And um, and she was trying to jog my memory, and I was like, you know, I just don't remember. Um, I said, you know, I don't really – I don't think I was talking to anybody back then. I think I was just kind of – you know, I think I was just there. I don't. I wasn't really talking to anybody. And she was like, "No, you weren't talking to anybody." Like, no. 
And then I'm so silly. I'm not catching it. And I was like, yeah. I'm thinking she's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking you weren't talking to anybody too. But she was for real. But I'm still going, yeah, you know, I just, I don't really, I think I just, I was, I think I must have been keeping to myself. I kept to myself. I don't think I was talking to anybody. And she was like, no, you weren't talking to anyone. And I was like, oh. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, I said, well, I just. I said, back then, I just didn't know how to be. I didn't know what I was walking into. I'm the girlfriend. Aren't girlfriends welcome at their boyfriend's son's flag football games? Are they welcome at the basketball games? Are, you know, I don't know what's been said about me. I don't know. Like, I just don't know what I was walking into. And I love my husband, but he could have done so many things differently back then. Um... Like, my husband and I became a serious couple when our son was three. His mother and I didn't meet until his sixth birthday, and we met because we were in the same room. I mean, me being me, I spoke to everybody, and I'm walking around asking her if she needs help or, you know, passing out pizza, and I'm taking pictures because that's just what I do. But, you know, like, he could have made the introductions better, but men. Anyway... But all that to say, that's how I was living in the first half of our relationship. I was living with, like, somebody's going to be like, girl, sit your ass down. Bitch, sit down. You ain't got to be hollering because he barely, he barely pulled a flag off somebody. Or you got to come out here like that. Or, you know, why are you all up here trying to hug and kiss on him? Like, I just, I just felt like people would be watching me or not liking me or just, I don't know. I just didn't know. I had never dated somebody with the, that had a child, to my knowledge. I, ne- I had never dated someone with a child before. My friends didn't have uh, kids or they were the ones in the relationship with the kids. So I just, I didn't know. But like I said, I felt that statement in my soul. I spent the first half of, half of my relationship thinking that. So I damn near got tears in my eyes when I, when I heard that small, that small statement. And um, she goes on to say, and this is something that I think. Um, you know, she goes on to say, as a stepmother, you have to remember your place. You play your position and stay in your lane. You don't overstep and you're very aware that some people are waiting for that moment when you go too far. Yes, Gabby. Yes. You know exactly how I feel and nobody else has ever said anything like, said anything like that. I thought I was the only person who had thoughts like that or felt that way. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that particular statement. I don't overstep my boundaries. And I don't like it when girlfriends and boyfriends overstep their boundaries, especially if the child's biological parent is still there. Like, stay in your place. Be the girlfriend. You ain't got to be all in the mix. You ain't got to be all in the mix. Stay over here. Help bake cookies and and, and watch uh, Disney movies and play basketball with your kid. You know what I'm saying? But don't be all over here on the phone getting into arguments. Like, it's not even that. So I do agree with that. But once again, I still think that I'm just the only person who feels that way. Like, who could I talk to about how I feel sometimes? Um, Who can relate? Like I said, my my mom is not a stepmom. She's always been the mom. Uh, My friends either don't, they don't have children or they didn't date people that had children. And my friends that had kids, they were the one in the relationship. So it's like, I can talk to you, but only to an extent. You don't exactly know how I feel. 
And that's why I damn near jumped out of my chair when I heard Gabby say those statements in her book. Like somebody actually understands me. And then somebody understands me and won't think I'm a total bitch. Because there's a child in the mix. So whatever you say or however you feel, you're going to be looked at like you're a bitch because it's a child. Who can I talk to that, that won't think I'm being insensitive? There was one thing that me and Gabby, Gabby do differently. She says she's very cautious about calling her children her children. I guess that stems from the people say you're doing too much comment. Um, so she says you won't catch her saying my boys. She will always say our boys or the boys. Now... I call my son, my son. Now, I will make, I will correct people when they start looking at me because I do look younger and my child is 13. I'd be like, ah, I was fucking with condoms. They weren't. Yeah, he was born. I was 19 when I was born, but I wasn't the 19-year-old that was having him. He came with the package. That's the only time I'm just like, oh, wait a minute, stepmom, but we used to turn bonus mom. Other than that, I call my son, my son. I'm saying all of this because I said earlier that I wanted something that was relatable. That was something I hadn't heard in my podcasts and in my radio shows. And I did call into D.L. Hughley. D.L. Hughley took my call one day and it had something to do with step parents and if we should make their kid the kids call us mom or whatever and I called and I said no I think it's just the nature of your relationship Nicholas calls me Aaron but I was also like 21 22 when his dad and I became a couple who was thinking about stuff I wasn't thinking about stuff like that but that's cool that's the nature of our relationship but outside of that I just don't recall that many step parent conversations or or reading things on it and if I looked for something because I don't think it's mainstream if I went looking for it and I found Step Parent podcast um, or read a material or something, it still just didn't fit me. It was cool and I listened to it for a couple of times or I read a few pages or whatever and read a couple of support blogs or something. Um, but once again, I just, it just wasn't delivered in a way that I liked or that just caught my attention. So I eventually I just stopped. So like I said, I just wanted to create something that people can relate to. And I also wanted something that reflected where I am in my life. I felt like something was missing. um, And so I wanted to fill that void for myself. And hopefully I can fill that void for someone else. Once again, I'm not Oprah. I'm not a counselor. You know, I'm not that. I'm all about a good time. I'm all about venting. I'm all like, girl, let it out. Let's talk about it. That's who I am. So hopefully when you listen to my show... You'll get a little breather. You'll feel relaxed. You'll laugh. Or you'll be like, oh, she's crazy. Or I understand what she's saying. Or, you know, she made a point. Or even, that girl's crazy. Let me tell her about herself. That's fine. That's fine. I just hope you get some sort of fulfillment out of it, just like I am. All right, people. So that's pretty much all I have today. Like I said, I just wanted to break down just who I am, a little bit about me. Um, why I'm doing a podcast and the purpose behind it. Um, I'm glad y'all are here and y'all are listening. This is truly my baby. This is my passion right here. And the microphone I'm using right now is my new baby. I call her Sapphire because she's just so beautiful. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, be sure to hit me up on, um, my Twitter and Instagram at love Aaron AD. Also, you can follow the podcast 
on Facebook and Instagram at A Daydreamers Podcast. Um, the Twitter uh, for the podcast is at A underscore Daydreamers. And look for video clips on Facebook and YouTube, all right? Rate me. Leave comments. You can leave comments on SoundCloud. You can leave, um, you can rate me and leave comments on Apple Podcasts, uh, all of that on YouTube, but definitely on Apple Podcasts because that's the only way they know how fabulous I am, all right? So please give me a rate on there. Download and subscribe the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and YouTube, all right? Thanks so much for supporting me, and I'll see y'all later.